0: So, it seems like yesterday, but the truth is, it was close to 15 years ago, and my wife and I had, uh, we we were newlyweds, Uh, we lived in Pensacola at the time, and I was going on a road trip. In fact, the truth is, I was coming back on the road trip, and uh, I stopped at this gas station. Now, if you've ever eaten at, is it Priestler's, Pecans, then you know the exit, and I love that place, they even have Blue Bell ice cream on top of all of the other goodness that that definitely is just there waiting for you to partake when you walk in. But but I was at a gas station. I was pumping gas. I told this story, I think, a while ago. Some of you may have heard it, um, but I want to share it again today because I think it's really relevant. I was there pumping gas, minding my own business, filling up, when all of a sudden I was approached by someone who came from this tent right right there, off the road, and he gave me a little card. It looked like a bingo card. I'm, I really haven't played bingo that much, but gave it to me, and he said, here, man, everyone that's pumping gas today is getting one of these. You got a free prize. Just come over and claim it. So I'm pumping up. I'm reading it. It looks legit. I'm reading the back of it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, all right. So I'm getting a $20 value free just walking over. No problem. So I'm getting the gas. Some of you all already ahead of me, and um, I walk over there, and I play this game, and, and, and here it is. Here's your gift, man. Thanks for coming. Nothing, man. But listen, for, uh, if you want to stick here, you actually have a chance of winning like this much money, and your money can double and all this kind of stuff. And, and I, didn't, um, I didn't really grow up betting or gambling, nothing like that. But um, I'm very competitive. And um, I'm kind of whatever I do, I do with everything I have. So it's like everything or nothing. And so I walk over there, and I'm reading it. And at this time in my life, I think we were making like $200 uh, a pay period. And um, and so newlyweds, and and I'm thinking, you know, this would be a good thing. You know, I mean, I've already, I've got a free scratch off. I, I won, you know, it was a little thing. And they've got plasma screen TVs and all these different gifts all around. And you can win this stuff. It was like yesterday taking my kids to Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I'm talking about? There are all these gifts, you know, for only 20,000 tickets, <laughs> You get a whistle. That's right. Um, so, that's, I should, we, anyways. So, um, so I'm, i i done filling up. I'm over there. I'm going through the deal and scratch off, play a game. Okay, and then, then all of a sudden, money, money came in. I needed twenty dollars. I needed twenty dollars, and 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 it looked like it looked like I was three fourths of the way to winning a couple hundred dollars. And for $20, I could do it. It's no problem. And I happen to have $20 cash on me. And I'm like, man, I, I mean, the, the, yeah, I got a 75% chance of winning this thing. Heck yeah. Here's $20. Why not? You know, this is my lucky day. <laughs> and so I give him $20. And uh, I scratch the thing off. And would you believe it didn't go my way? And so then I'm thinking, I just lost $20. I just lost $20. And then the next thought went something like this. My wife is going to kill me. I just lost $20. And so my wife happened to work at the bank because she was a loan officer. And uh, even when she was at work, man, she's like, you know, eye on the money. Things were really tight. We weren't making a whole lot. And so she was, you know, doing her thing. And, um, you know, this is like a, I think it was like a Saturday night or something. I'm like, she's going to know. She's got, I got to get it back. So I go over there um, to the next gas station because that one didn't have an ATM. So I go to the next one and put in my card and it charged me like $3 to take money out one of those real nice atm transactions um, and so i did that thing and uh and i went back and and i put money down and long story short i kept losing and the tw- 20 i lost turned into 40 it turned into 80 it turned into 100 and i was so <laughs> i mean you can imagine losing 20 was big to me so you can imagine what losing 200 felt like <laughs> And um, so I was like, oh, I mean, I was losing a whole paycheck and never, um, you know, I'd I'd never gambled, but all of a sudden I was like, holy cow, this was more than a game. I had gotten sucked in and I'd lost $200. The problem was, is every time I kept going to that ATM, it kept charging me that $3 and whatever, 75, whatever it was to take money out. And I kept taking out a little bit because I thought if I take out a bunch, that'd be real bad. So I just kept paying these fees. And um, and and I ended up driving away sick to my stomach because money all of a sudden had had controlled me. And I mean, $20 to win $20 was 75% chance. I didn't view it as gambling. I didn't view it as... But all of a sudden, there was this thing within me that, that man, I could do it. And, and it was like something was birthed within me that I... I, I I could get it, and and I didn't tell you the whole story, but a little bit in there, I started winning, you know, you know how it goes, you start winning a little bit, and you're like, yeah, 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 and so I'm thinking, um, I'm, I'm going to win like $500, then I'm going to be the man, and I was not the man, so I had to confess to my wife, Now I'm just going to be honest today, some of you may not come back after this, I'm going to just tell this part of this story. But just being honest with you, so I, this 15 years ago, just gotten married, so on the way home, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to break the news to my wife that I gambled, that I lost $200, I lost a paycheck, so stupid as I was, and as young as I was, that's what I'm sticking to, I uh, decided I'd tell her, I, when I got home, I'd tell her something that was really, really, really bad. And, but it didn't happen. And then I say, no, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Are you kidding me? That would never happen. But I did do this. And so I told her I went to a strip club. We'd been married just a few months. And I said, honey, I was driving home and I pulled off. I had a moment of weakness. I'm so sorry. They got to understand. I've never been to a strip club. Um, nothing like that. And, uh, <laughs> So I tell her this, and I'm looking at her, and before I got slapped where she cried, I tried to really quickly tell her the truth. No, 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 I I didn't do that, I didn't do that, but I did something really bad, really stupid. And I thought somehow that would be better, and I would get off lighter. (laughs) Funny. How 15 years ago is still so clear in my mind. Um, it's funny. Um, today, today, we want to talk about in this series, um, Dashboard, we want to talk about financial gauge. So welcome to, welcome to this series we're doing, um, Dashboard. And basically, it's just about putting the things in front of us that are most important. So in this series, we've talked about different gauges, just like you have in your vehicle, to help you know where you're at where you're at, and um, help you simplify life. So hey, relational is important, and physical. We need to take care of our bodies, and spiritual is important. We need to have a good, clean walk with God. And, and, and we talked about all these different gauges, emotional, last two weeks. In fact, I'd, I'd encourage you, if you missed last week or, or the week before, any part of this series, I think this has been one of the greatest series that we've ever done based on the feedback that we've gotten and I, I would just encourage you, go online, man, um, new website, right? And you can go on there and check it out, listen to the podcast. And I think this is a time for all of us to grow, to grow together. And um, and so it's been a great series, but we've talked about um, putting those things that are most important in our lives, putting them in front of us and keeping them there, and so that we can go further faster, so that life can be better. Today, I want to talk about something that, just like my story, um, some of y'all, maybe you could relate with that. Maybe you couldn't, but for most of us, I think that's relatable, that there have been a time in our lives when we've gotten out of whack, we've gotten out of alignment when it came to money. And I do want to talk about money today, and I just want to say this, that here's the truth, not, not at momentum, and I thank God for that, but sometimes people can get funny when you talk about money. And, and the truth is that Jesus talked about money. And he talked about it not because he wanted people's money. He talked about it because he knew how important money is. In fact, Matthew um, has a lot to say about money. First Timothy chapter 6 talks to us about money. But one of the things that, that Jesus taught us and, and the disciples spoke to about a lot was that money actually can control us if we're not careful. In other words, money in our heart, our treasure in our heart, if we're not careful, um, they, they can be one and the same. And I don't know about you, but I remember first time I got $100. I was in sixth grade, and my best friend had spent the night, and he was leaving. His dad had brought him over and dropped him off, and he was picking him up, and he shook my hand. It was right before Christmas, right before my birthday, and, and his dad knew that. Sixth grade this is a long time ago, Right? And he gave me a hundred dollar bill, and all of a sudden I remember thinking I was like a billionaire. I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness, man!" And 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 that Sears catalog book—you know what I'm talking about—with with all those things circled and highlighted. Like one day, you know, how all of a sudden I started getting a plan together, and um, and it just seemed like so much money is not wrong. In fact, the Bible says that that the love of money is the root. Of all sorts of evil. Not money. But it's that love. It's that greed. There, there's a, a, a spirit on money. It's, the Bible speaks of it. It's called mammon. And, and that's where you begin to worship money. That's, that's where that dollar bill never satisfies. If you have a hundred or a thousand or a hundred thousand or a million, it's never enough. You always got to get more. You got to get more. You got to get more. You got to get more. Um, because this, um, this carries with it... Um, it really is spirit, the spirit of mammon upon this money. And, you know, it's funny because I, I was reading about a quarterback that I loved and was on my team and NFL, and he just declared bankruptcy. He used to fly his boys out to the strip, could drop 100 to 150 grand like it was nothing. And now the son just declared bankruptcy because there's a, there's a, there's a spirit on money. money. Money needs to be redeemed, and, and God's not against money, and God's not against you having money. In fact, when you read the Bible, men and women in the Bible whose God's blessing was upon many times, not, not always the case, but a lot of, the, lot of the cases, these people were extremely not just rich, because I think we're all rich, aren't we? I'm rich. Are you rich? We live in America. I've got a vehicle. We're rich, right? But, but God's blessing in his favor brought people into, many times, into, into wealth. I mean, Father Abraham... He had many sons. And uh, you just think about everything that David, you think about these guys, on and on I could go. And um, I mean, Noah had a boat full. I mean, it was, they, they, it was just the, the blessing. And I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel, although I do believe God wants you to prosper. I do believe that his plans for your life are great plans. And I do believe that he wants to favor you and bless you. But within this is, is money. And comes tension, how do we handle it? What do we do with it? How do we invest it? I want you to say the word stewardship. Would you say it with me? Stewardship. Say it one more time. Stewardship. So today, we want to talk about this gauge of financial, this financial gauge. I want to give you just a couple. Um, I could do a long series on this. In fact, every November, telling you now, every November, we talk about money for that whole month. And, and, and we talk about. Um, how to handle your money and what God says when it comes to money and and here's the truth: if you want God's blessing on your finances, you don't need to gamble. You just need to tithe. That's the truth. And, and you know, sometimes, and I've not had a lot of this here. Honestly, I, I've never heard anything of this, so I can honestly say that. But I've been around. I've been around uh, church world for a bit. And, and oftentimes people get really upset when you, when you talk about tithing. And today's message is, is not, the whole thing is not on tithing. I'm going to mention it at a point, but I want you to understand, if you want the windows of heaven to open up and to bless you to the point that you're like, people are like, man, your luck is so crazy, awesome. You're just all the time, all this stuff is happening Like, if you want an opportunity to tell people, just to point to people about Jesus, like, Jesus has been good to me, and I know you may not believe in Jesus, you're here today, but what I want to tell you is even if you don't believe in Jesus, what the Bible says will make your life better when it comes to your finances, right? So even if you're like, man, I don't believe in the God thing, I don't believe in that, I don't believe in the Bible thing, the Jesus thing, that's cool, I come here, I love the music, I love the family atmosphere, you know, your messages are helpful, I want to tell you you know my my prayers that you would believe in Jesus cuz that's going to make for a great eternity. But even if you don't, what 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 is in the Bible, how God spoke to men to write this book. There are truths in this book that will make your life better whether you're raising children, whether you're trying to learn how to live with a new spouse, whether when you're talking about your finances, so let's let's dive into it today. I want to give you, um, I want to give you a couple uh, a couple items that you can take away, you can take away with you, and that will help you in your finances. And, and let me say this: God wants to bless your finances. He wants to bless your finances so that you can be a blessing to others, not so you can hoard, but so you can help. Would you say that with me? Not so you can just hoard, so you can help. And and by the way the by the way, Proverbs, the wisest man ever lived. He said, he said that a godly man or woman even leaves a financial blessing to their grandchildren. So think about that. So God's not against you saving. In fact, he's, he's for it. Um, Number one, uh, first thing is make money. you got to make money. If if you just think, man, I I, I don't need money, I just need Jesus. Well, Jesus is more than money. He's more than you'll ever need. If you think, man, I I don't need to make money. God's going to provide my needs. Um, God will provide your needs. In fact, the Bible says that that God feeds his his eyes on the sparrow. He's going to feed the sparrow, but he does not throw the food in the nest. Are you with me? And so we need to, we ought to, Make money. But the first point is make money, but don't love money. Why? Because the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 6 through 9, or verse 9 through 11, it says, but people who long to be rich. You ever known someone like that? You ever known someone that they just long to be rich, man? They, they, that, is, that is their one desire, is just to be rich. But people who long to be rich fall into... Temptation. Now, that word temptation doesn't mean sin. It means you're being tempted to sin. So, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish, foolish, like my story today, and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. This is, this is uh, written to us by uh, a man um, who was... Uh, spoken to by God. And and, and Paul is pinning this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's writing words from God. He's writing it down. And you have to understand when well, he's writing this down, the author of this book used to persecute Christians. He was anti-God. He hated God. He hated people that worship God. He would bust into a church setting and start saying, okay, who's the pastor? Who's the leaders? Who's the volunteers? Bring them out here. Let's kill them right now. This is who all of a sudden... Is, uh, is the author of, of Timothy. So you can see a whole mind shift here. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, not all, but some people craving money, 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 they've, they've wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows, right? Like, isn't that true? Like we've even known, you've probably even known preachers who've been on TV and, um, you know i 'm not against a pastor having a jet, not because I want a jet, but if that pastor is he got a church over here and a church over there in New York City and a church of the world and and someone gives him a jet or blesses him with a jet if he buys it from that week's salary <laughs> it might be an issue there but but um you know i i 've seen and i've i 've known and you have two guys who they they started out with a pure heart for Jesus and then it was all about money and um The Bible says here that some people, not just pastors, oftentimes we love to point at that, but some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and they've pierced themselves with many sorrows. And I love Proverbs 23, 4. Man, I'm giving you some scripture today because it's powerful and I'd encourage you to take notes, man, to get out your iPhone, your tablet, your smartphone, and, and take some notes. This will help you and hopefully to help us help other people. Proverbs 23, 4 says, don't wear yourself out trying, that's the word, to get rich. It doesn't say don't be rich, but it says don't wear yourself out. In other words, if you wear yourself out or if you kill yourself in the process of trying to get wealthy, what good has it done? Have you known anyone like that? Have you known anyone that, man, they were just trying so hard, they, they were, there was no margin for rest, there was no margin for fun, it was just like this, and then all of a sudden, it was like, whoa. Um Proverbs says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough, there it is, wisdom. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Um, which leads us to point two. Really, that word is discipline. And discipline is, is that dirty D word, right? That that we don't like to talk about sometimes. We we don't like to um to apply it because it's it's, it can be really tough. But number two, discipline your dollar or your dollar will discipline you. That's this is the second thing I want us to think about in this series, of financial series, this gauge, is that wisdom teaches us to discipline our dollar or our dollar will end up disciplining us. I'd ask the question, you don't need to give any feedback, but have, have you ever not disciplined your dollar and then your dollar end up turning around disciplining you? Or I could say it this way, like, and and this is a go ahead and raise, but um, man, put up your hand if, put up in your hand if if you're married and you've never fought about money. Would you raise your hand, anyone that's married? Put up your hand if you've not married, but you've never fought about money ever in your life. Money's important, isn't it? So we ought to make it, we just don't love it, we don't worship it. And we got to discipline that dollar or it turns around boomeranging and disciplining us. Proverbs 23, 5 says, In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears. I mean, I've known people, you know, I had a, had a friend that that um, was extremely, not just rich, but wealthy. And I watched in his life, I watched the riches. I mean, and the wealth, that was crazy. Um, I met this guy down in Tampa and and I, I watched, the just like uh, an eagle, many translations say, an eagle takes its wings and flies up to heaven. An eagle, e- eagle can take up to the skies, to the heavens, really quick. I mean, he can, right? And, and it doesn't take too long. And, and I watched this man, I watched his riches just fly away. And it was gone, and, and he had it all. I thought, man, there's no way in the world that I could ever, ever, ever have, like, a smidge of what he has and it seemed like he was secure and then it was gone don't don't deceive yourself in the blink of an eye wealth disappears for it will sprout wings and fly like an eagle one of the ways that it can fly away is if we don't discipline our dollar if you have a card and you just swipe it swipe it swipe it and have no clue what's actually in the bank your dollar would would take like wings and disappear if you're not disciplined with your money, your money will discipline you. Number 3, live beneath your means. Live beneath your means. Now, um I've been guilty of breaking this law before and this law's been um guilty of breaking me in this area. I remember when we got married, um I remember making some financial decisions early in the game when when I should have saved, when I should have invested, but I wanted. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I wanted. And and um you know uh, God gives us all things to freely enjoy. But there can come a point where we cross the line and begin to worship stuff. And, and stuff. And we get stuff and stuff and more stuff. In fact, I, I watch TV sometimes and and, um, and not a lot, but I watch TV sometimes and I, I watch, um, and I've, I've seen that hoarding show and you know these people have all this stuff and they just, and ugh, and they just but they got to get more. They got to have more. And, no, I can't get rid of. And it's all this stuff. And, and what happens, it ends up taking so much room that it takes a very life from them. Live beneath your means. you remember that commercial that was on? Um, the guy had a, he pulled up and he had the new car, you know, nothing wrong with having a new car, but he had the new car and then he had the new boat. Nothing wrong with having a new boat, but he had the new car. He had the new boat. Nothing wrong with having a new car, a new boat, if you can afford both of them, right? And um, but he 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 had both of them. Then he then he had, he had a new house. He had a new house. He had the the new this and the new that, the new this and new that, and all the neighbors were just jealous. But what they didn't realize until later was he was drowning himself in debt in that other D word, right? And debt was taking his life from him. It was like he was. He he was so attracted to this stuff, and yet this stuff was actually killing him. So live beneath your means. Live beneath your means. If you make this much, don't spend this much. And we all say, yeah, that's a no-brainer, and yet we've all probably broken that in our life, right? We've all struggled with that at a point or another. Proverbs 17, giving us so much wisdom today, verse 18. It's stupid to try to get something for nothing. You ever done that? He bought something cheap and then it broke. You know, you save money and then you had to turn around and spend more money on the, the, the pair of shoes that would actually last two days um, or three days or a week or whatever. It's stupid to try to get something for nothing. My grandmother right now is in the last stages of her life in, in um, you know, the clearing houses. They're all sending her the stuff and she thinks she's winning every time. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? And so she's writing checks, and she sent it away, and they're sending her papers that says they're coming tomorrow. They're coming next week. Look, you know, make sure you're home. And she believes that she's really going to get a whole lot of something for really nothing. And um, then then the second part of this verse um, hones in a little bit, right? And it says, or don't, or it's stupid, to run up huge bills you can never pay. So live beneath your means. I want to illustrate this. Ray, would you help me real quick? Ray's a big, strong guy. Ray, would you come up here and help me real fast? Ray. Okay, Ray. Um, so can you pick up these two thirties now? Now, just before you get impressed with Ray, I want you to see I can curl this too, Ray. But, <laughs> but, um, but um, I, I, <laughs> Ray and I, this is my buddy, man. Ray, I want you to pick both those up. All right, good stuff, man. That's, that's not too bad, right? But now I need you to pick these up too. Um, but wait, wait, wait before you do that. Go ahead and set those down, Ray. Let's do this. So, Ray, you've been married how long? I did your wedding. Gosh, I put them on the spot. I hope Vanessa's not in here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, year and a half, got to do their wedding. Love this guy. Got to baptize you a couple years ago. He's growing in Jesus. God's doing big things in his life. I'm so proud of you, Ray. I love you. What this is going to illustrate is when we live above our means. So let's go ahead and put on this backpack. Ready? Let's go ahead and put this on. So this, I don't know, it's, it's not too bad, Ray. It probably is heavier f- for you than me. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Ray's a, Ray's a beast. All right. And then if you can pick this up, okay. So, so this just kind of represents in here. I mean, we've got some dumbbells in here real quick. So, man, you got a new house. That's great. You got a new car. Man, that's awesome. And then, then one car wasn't enough, so you bought another car. And then you, then you said, you know what? We've got to have a motorcycle too, man. You got that. And then a jet ski, and you got that in here. And, and, man, people, I mean, your neighbors are like, dude, Ray and Vanessa, they're living the life. I mean, they just have it all. I wonder where he works and then they find out you're a pastor. So, so, so then you see some other things that you want, right? Now You see some other things that you want, so you're like, we got to pick these up, and, and this doesn't cost that much. That's smaller, and this one's a little, little more, a little, little weightier on the finances, but uh, isn't that pretty good? So, no, 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 no. I, I need you to hold that for the rest of the gathering. Because this is really, it's really good. The tension of you shaking in just a minute and the sweat is gonna help this stick a little better. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing with you, man. I'm just teasing. Thank you, buddy. We need to live beneath our means. What happens is, what happens is, if we're not careful, all of a sudden we get weighted down and we cannot, watch, when we have a load, we cannot lend. Can't lend a hand. Can't lend a hand to help somebody when we have a load on us, and, and the debt that we just embraced is beginning to suck the very life out of us. In fact, it's kind of like hurdles. It's kind of like hurdles, is what it is. It's like like financial hurdles. When when you get in debt, it's it's like hurdles, and you've got uh, you've got different different hurdles. In your life, and, and, and you start out and you think, man, I can absorb that payment, and we can absorb that, and I should be getting a raise, and I should be getting a promotion, and I got this. and Man, if projections go as I'm thinking they're gonna go, then, then I, we ought to be able to handle this. And, and, the, and the margin comes from here, and then the margin just starts going to there. The margin starts going to there. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, whoa. It, it gets a little bit harder um, to live beneath your means when you worship stuff. When you have stuffitis, itis when, when, when you're like, man, I just got to get more and more and more and more and more, and, and so you don't live beneath your means, and then what happens is you end up struggling. Now, these hurdles, I can jump these hurdles. I'm, I'm <laughs> you're like, get out your phones. <laughs> this, is, this is about to go viral. No, I'm not jumping these this morning. Although I'm pretty confident I could, except for that last one. Um, that last one's a, a, a bit a bit taller, isn't it? I bet I could. All right, that's right. Put up or shut up, right? I hear you, sir. I did. All right, now now watch this. So so we come in here, and, and, and these represent different payments in our life, di- different things that we pick up. So we come in here, and we're like, oh, and we jump it, and we're like, yeah, yeah, I can handle that payment. I got that car. And then we go on to the next thing, and we're like, man, I got this. And man, we, man, we got that, and we're running the race of life, and we're, man, we got another one. This is piece of cake. Man, I got this. I can do this. That's awesome. And then what happens is, rut row, we all of a sudden have gotten sucked in to the spirit of mammon. And what happens is now all of a sudden it's impossible to, it's, yeah, it's impossible. And it's impossible not just because the debt is piling up and interest and the credit card's being maxed out and that credit card to pay off that one. And, and man, you know, next thing you know, man, you're like a whole lot of money in debt on credit cards and, and you've got one after another. And even if you could jump that bigger hurdle the next one it's like no way and what happens is the enemy sucks the life out of us and 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 you weren't wired to do that so number 4 number 4 save you need to save money not only live beneath your means but save money and the reason why you want to save it is so you can sow if you're a farmer you don't get crops without sowing you have to sow and and when you take When you have the discipline and you take the time to sow, you always get back more. Right? In fact, in fact, um, scripture tells us that you reap what you sow, and 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 the law of sowing tells us that man, if we or the law of reaping and sowing tells us, man, whatever we sow, we're going to get back way more. I used to work on a farm with dad. I remember we'd plant those seeds, and I remember corn, and dad would teach me. Say, now, son, here's a kernel. All right, now watch this. Look at all, look at the stalk. Look at all these ears from one thing, man. And he taught me. Well, the Bible has something to say about it too. Look at it. Um, Proverbs 31 verse 16. Talking about saving so you can sow. She goes to inspect. She, see, I like this. This is Proverbs 31. This is the Proverbs 31 woman or the Proverbs 31 babe is uh, is what this woman is, because she's got it all together. She is sharp. She, she is, well, look what the, the verse says. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. And look at this part. I want to highlight this part. With her earnings, with her earnings, so she has saved some of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She's going to sow. So what she has saved is now she's going to sow, and she's going to get back more. So instead of killing the money, she saved it, and she's going to, She's going to watch it multiply, save so you can sow. Uh, number five, inspect before you invest. Proverbs also tells us to look well into a matter, to study it. Um, our neighbor bought a vehicle recently and, and got to see it and it was so awesome. And and he was telling me about how he did all his homework. He did his due diligence and he played, he, he not only knew everything about it, but he knew things about the different dealerships and he was very wise in getting the vehicle he wanted. And it ended up allowing him to save some serious money. Why? Because he looked well into the matter. Look at Proverbs 31, 16. That first part of the verse I already read. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. She doesn't just buy it because she has the money. She inspects before she invests. So I said, Inspect before you invest. That's number five. And then number six, number six, don't rob. Don't rob. I'm not a thief. Don't rob. Well, don't rob yourself by not saving. I already talked about saving a little bit, but don't rob yourself by not saving, and don't rob God by not tithing. If you, if, if you don't tithe, God's not impressed with tipping. Um, if you don't tithe, you're not allowing yourself to be fully blessed by the creator of the universe. And I'm telling this in for me. We, momentum doesn't need your money. We don't need your money. Our father owns it all. And we are fully funded to do everything that we are created to do. So I'm not saying this because finances are tight and I'm trying to squeak out. No, 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 no. We meet in a school so we can be wise stewards of the resources of an early church plant so we can sow and invest in this community. Are you with me? Because we're wise stewards. Ray, who's up here, who's on staff, he's not even gotten paid from the church yet. That's the truth. So when I talk about money, don't let pride well up in your heart and keep you from what God's wanting you to be, become, and to have. God wants to bless you, but he's not going to give you more tokens if, you can't trust, if he can't trust you with the tokens he's given you. I'm at uh, Chuck E. Cheese yesterday. That was a hot point right there. I, I was at Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, and, uh, Jade and uh, we were having a birthday party for Riley and Gavin. Jayden's there, and his buddies there, and his buddy's, and his buddy's uh, r- running out of tokens. He only got like uh, zero tokens left. And, uh, you know, you give them some more, and they run out. You give them some more, and they run out. And it's like, man, that's all I got. And somehow they end up getting more out, you know. And, uh, and so, uh, no, know is empty. And Jaden had, like, six because Jaden was going real slow. You know, he was every one, you know. So he had six left. I said, Jaden, g- give them all to me. Jaden gave them all to me, and I gave them to his friend. I said, go have fun. Jaden, I mean, his, his buddy, Matias, he's gone, man. He's like, thank you. You rock. It's like, he said, I rock. Isn't that cool? Jaden wouldn't get what Jaden didn't realize is I had a whole lot more than six tokens, and because he gave me six, I gave him like 15. Now, watch this that's the father's heart. The father's not asking you because he needs it, the father's asking you to see if you trust him. So, don't rob yourself by not saving, don't rob. God by not tithing. The Bible says it this this way. It says Malachi. I want to take the time real quick to look this verse up. Real fast. Malachi. You know, if if you don't understand this or if no one has ever taught you and I've had so many people tell me they're like, "Tim, thank you so much for teaching that." I mean, we've got story after story of people who said, "Man, I never lived that way before." And all of a sudden, it is like the windows of heaven have opened and God is just continuing to bless me. Listen to this, Malachi 3, 8 through 11, this is in the message. Begin by being honest. Do honest people rob God? But you rob me day after day. You ask, how have we robbed you, God? The tithe and the offering, that's how. And you're under a curse, a whole lot of you because you're robbing me. Bring your full tithe Full tithe, that's 10%. And and I'm not talking, if you're first time guest today, man, you're welcome to watch God bless your socks off. But man, if we're Christians and Jesus followers and part of Momentum, right here, bring your full tithe. Don't give 50 to United Way and 50 to God. United Way is awesome, help them. But don't do that with your tithe. You bring your tithe, the Bible's real clear here. Bring your full tithe to the temple, the treasury, so there's ample provisions in my temple or in the church Why? So we can be a blessing to others. Not so we can have like a gold stand up here, you know? No, so we can reach people with the love of Jesus. It takes dollars to do that. And it goes on and it says this. It says, test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. Some of you may think, man, I I can't afford to tithe. I would tell you, you can't afford not to. And if you will try it, you will say, Tim, here's my story. Would you read it? Because I want everyone to know what you're saying is true. Um, he says, man, for my part, I will defend you. I will protect you. I will protect your wheat fields and your vegetable gardens against plunders. The message of God of the angel armies. You'll be voted happiest nation. You'll experience what it's like to be a country of grace. God of the angel army says so. So don't rob God. And then don't rob others by not giving. Man, we ought to be a blessing to other people. No, number seven, and, and I'm done here. Um, live to give with these seven points. Live to give. Man, live to give to be a blessing, be able to help people. Nothing better than being able to help someone in a time of need and then watching God bring it right back. Jimmy Wittens, one of our pastors on staff, his sister and brother in law needed a, a lawnmower a while back, and Jimmy gave him a lawnmower. Do you know that like last week or the week before, the exact, the exact make and model of the lawnmower that he gave away had just been given to him. He just bought a house, and he's like going to buy a lawnmower, and someone says, no, don't buy a lawnmower. We got one. You can have it, and when they gave it to him, it was the same one he gave away. The same one. You hear what I'm saying? The same color is the same one. You can't out give them Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, Proverbs twenty-eight, twenty-seven. but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Mm. Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. If you see your enemy hungry, go buy him lunch. If he's thirsty, bring him, bring him a drink. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness, and God, God will look after you. Generosity generates goodness. All right, let's land it. Two ways to be money smart. just want to give you some practical tips here real quick. Say no to credit cards. If you can't handle a credit card, nothing wrong with a credit card. If you're using that, you you get a credit card and you're earning points and and you're on top of it. Um, But if you struggle with that, man, get rid of it. You know, Dave Ramsey says just say no, period, to credit cards. Um... Make a budget, number two, write it down, give every dollar a name. You wanna get to where you have a $1,000 in emergency funds. So if emergency happens, you have the funds for the emergency. Step two, pay off all debts. That's snowball debt David Ramsey talks about. Start with your smallest payment, and then pay that thing off. Even if you have to stop eating out, or stop going to Starbucks every day, attack your smallest debt. Then when you free up that payment, Put it to the next debt, pay off that one, put it to the next one, a snowball. And you see what I 'm saying, and your money's getting bigger and bigger, and then attack the biggest debt last and and then you want to have three to six months um, savings what what it costs you to live three to six months you want to save that up, you want to save that, get out of that rut, get out of that week to week that paycheck to paycheck and then then you can begin to do things like pay off your house and Mutual funds and Roth IRAs and retirement and saving for college coming up. If you have children, it's coming.